0: Hello everybody, welcome to the seminar episode 95 commentary. I am your lead director for this episode, Tilly Bridges, and I am joined today by our assistant director, Garen Fitzgerald. Howdy, 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 how's it going everybody? And our other assistant director, Jeff Robinson.
1: Hello, great to be here.
0: And one of our shorts featured writers, Dave Morgan. Hello. Fortunately, uh, we had another uh, assistant director, uh, Jessica Harris, who is not here at the moment. Hopefully she'll pop in before we're done. And um, the writer of the other short, uh, Justin Sparks, was not able to be here either, unfortunately. But there's still four of us, so hopefully we'll have plenty to talk about.
2: If we don't have enough to talk about, we got problems. <laughs> time to kill and a time to heal.
0: Well, you know, Garen, you did the rappers for this episode, and your uh, scenes are very short. So uh, if you had anything you wanted to say, especially about the first one, definitely uh, dive on in. What was it like working? I mean, this was the first episode that you've worked on. uh, So uh, what was that like for you, coming in on such a long-running show and having to pick up the rappers? Well, I mean, it was helpful to listen
2: to, like, previous episodes to kind of figure out where the story was going. But, uh, yeah, initially, uh, I hadn't heard episode 94 because it wasn't released. And so... I was diving in, reading the direction, like, oh, it's in a temple. And I thought, like, giant stone temple. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the previous episode is like, oh, it's not that big. Okay. So that was that was a <laughs> lucky thing. Sorry, right, that the... was me. <laughs> <laughs> it would have sounded quite different <laughs> otherwise. Much more echo, much more stone. But, uh, no, it was, it was a lot of fun to work on. Uh, a lot of challenges, learned a lot of things. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like one thing i'm actually really proud of is that the audio between alex and alice was quite different in terms of quality um alex has like a professional booth and alice i could hear like a lot of room noise and fan noise and stuff like that so with just a little bit of eq and some patience i was able to kind of match them i think and i was pretty happy about that
0: yeah that's one of the the uh tough parts about directing that folks might not know if they haven't done it but um cleaning the room noise out of lines and getting everybody to sound like they've recorded in the same room is uh, a talent all its own. It's definitely a trick.
2: (laughs) I was actually thinking of doing like a a little tutorial video showing the A and B like before and after and the steps I took, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I have the rights to that material for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when I figured out how to batch noise clean in Adobe Audition, that was certainly extremely helpful. I didn't realize you could do that until I did some... uh, Google sleuthing. <laughs> You're miserable. I am strong.
0: <clears throat> Believe me, I know that. Uh, I'll mention here that I did um, all of the scoring for this episode because we already had the credits in. And they credited uh, Vincent Morrison uh, as. The, the composer of the music because he was the uh, director on the show. You know, uh, long time listeners know he just recently stepped back for a little bit. So we're filling in for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't want to get a credit pickup uh, because the episode was already running a little behind and we wanted to get caught up. So I asked Vincent to send over a bunch of his music so that I could use it uh, to, to score through all the shorts and the, the rapper and everything. And he had some tracks that were individual songs by themselves, but then there were some others. It was like title of a short, and it just said "score," and it was like twelve minutes long. There was long bits of silence in there, so I think he was going through and live scoring episodes as he was directing them. And I'm just blown away by huh. that because that is a skill yeah, I do not count. have. Yeah, right. Wow. So
2: <laughs> that's kind of like a, solid a movie approach. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he sent me a really, uh, really good selection of them. So I was actually really happy with the way uh, it came out. I wasn't sure, you know, because he just grabbed, you know, a handful of stuff. He didn't even really look and sent it over. And I didn't know what was in there. So I spent like an hour going through everything and writing down notes about tone and feel of all the different pieces and where they might fit into the different shorts. So uh, my my hope going forward is that uh, all of you assistant directors will be scoring your own bits now so that I don't have to do that. But... <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a unique challenge finding the exact right piece and amazing how it can drastically change the mood of a scene, you know, all other things being completely
2: equal. Oh, my gosh, I have to say, this clock ticking throughout this entire story just like kept me on edge the whole time. I was like, yeah. ah, ah, "Time, time." That
0: works. Yeah. It works for it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Je- Jessica Harris uh, directed this short, and um, I don't. B- Dave, uh, this is the one that you wrote, and I don't believe you put that clock in the script. You just said it was like an old grandma's house. Or yeah, very
3: cozy, like your grandmother's house sort of thing. Yeah, that's what I, I put all in right, So there. the clock
0: was all her. Uh, I but you know I was also thinking about it. I'm like, it does you a little bit on edge but you're also do you think I'm like well, see I now I know what it's like. I mean I didn't have to direct this short but Dave uh directs Kingery and I'm the head writer on the Kingery. We often put terrible terrible yeah. things in there like have fun <laughs> figuring out what this sounds like and this script like, was kind of <laughs> like that because clouds. it was like oh, right this is a grandma's house. What does that sound like but a grandfather the clock stupid. totally totally worked for me.
3: Mm. Seminar shorts where where directors
2: get their revenge.
0: <laughs> Upon other directors, it's yes. so not so not fair.
2: <laughs> but fun, continue the cycle of abuse.
3: <laughs> You're in the mines now. Have fun. <laughs>
0: Well, while we're in your short Dave, uh why don't you talk a little bit about where this came from and the uh the process of writing it and uh anything else you'd like to say?
3: Okay. Well, uh this one uh came from some of the theories online that you see now and then of how murder she wrote, which this is loosely based on, was really Jessica Fletcher, the the main detective, Angela Lansbury, she was actually the one killing all these people and then she was just sending other people setting other people up for it. And then I saw a writer prompt on some message board or whatever about a weapon that was designed to protect you from no man or woman could harm you. And I said, well, that leaves out a whole no, bunch of other genders, doesn't it? No, no, so, yeah. All so the pieces I, just fell together there. It all just fell together. I was like, okay, I think I could do something with this. And um, got, got some really good uh, voices in here. Um T- uh, Ty is is exactly how how uh, how I pictured them in here, and and uh, Jennifer does a really good job here too.
0: It's interesting, uh, you know. I edit the uh, submitted short scripts that come in, and uh, so I of course knew this was a like a murder she wrote sort of spoof it's thing right happened. at the beginning, and then uh, Vincent did the casting for this entire episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I had no you know uh, hand in that whatsoever, and so it's totally interesting to me that the. Jennifer, in this short, has that accent that you don't associate with Murder, She Wrote at all. Mm-hmm. But it really works because it helps it set it apart just a little bit more. She doesn't sound, you know, quite the same, which is probably a good thing. Right. It, it lessens the chances of things happening. Um,
3: but yeah, and the other stuff, just... You write and you you think okay that sounds like a good thing. I knew I wanted the demon in there at some point. Basil, that Basil, bub, <laughs> funny joke. Oh, mm-hmm. I get it. I didn't it. even pick up on that. Oh, well done. Oh no, <laughs> I, I love puns. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, and so it was like, well, she needs somebody in there at the beginning to talk to before Ty arrives. and then I was like, well, this could be. The demon she's kind of been working with over the years and then that part just kind of built from there then the whole confrontation thing starts that really casual conversation why did you come see a writer <laughs> and then it ends up she's there to do something about her kill her take over whatever yeah
0: writers don't generally get a lot of um people coming to see us so no it's
3: better that way we prefer it
2: <laughs> Well, you don't want people to go to your book signings
3: well book signings yes but not on your <laughs> home that's a little different especially when you're going all the way from dallas to maine that's that's a bit of a drive
2: oh yeah when you, when you said maine i was like oh getting some stephen king vibes
3: well she Hero is also Cabot Cove, Maine. This was... Oh, really? Uh, oh, I
2: forgot.
3: What was the name of the numbers filed off here? Something similar. Cavern Cove. Uh, I, I didn't put too much thought into that one. It was in the background. Most people wouldn't even
0: notice it. But I did. Well, One thing that I, I really liked, and I don't I asked Jessica about this and uh, unfortunately kind of got lost in all the different discussions about the episode. So I don't know the answer, but uh, the actor who's playing Basil, Stuart Moyer, uh, if you notice, once he's revealed as a demon, his accent changes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if the actor had provided multiple different accents like for each line and she chose to make that switch there or if the actor did it but whoever was responsible for that I thought it was really brilliant because he like drops the facade and then speaks in his quote unquote normal voice and I thought that was just a really uh, cool choice another thing that wasn't in the script that just either the actor or the director or a combination of the two somewhere in there uh, that really cool little moment came about
3: right because at the beginning of of the short he comes off as just you know your roommate confidant best friend
0: whatever you want to call it Right, and he's a little snooty, and he sounds a little maybe British.
3: Yeah, and then yeah. when we get to the part where he actually is a demon, that's the demon it's the a nice little change in the character there.
2: It's all a setup, isn't it? Your demon—they're the one killing everyone, aren't they?
3: Now you're just being silly. Those poor, misguided people are doing their own vile deeds of their own free will. And you
2: <laughs> the police put that line always cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> their own free will. Oh, yes. <laughs>
3: They're totally doing it on their own. I have nothing to do with it. Now, Basil, stop feeding this child nonsense. The child is very perceptive. I like the poof in there. I put that poof in there to kind of symbolize the demon coming and going, but I wanted, it especially at <laughs> the beginning, to be very subtle. And it is. I almost didn't hear it the first time when she lights the lamp and brings him to her house.
0: Right. Yeah. At the beginning, you don't necessarily know. Uh, I mean, she's like, and there's illumination. So you gather that with some kind of lamp, but you right. don't know exactly what the sounds mean. It
3: might be a gas burner or something. This right. Sweet, delicious songs. It works for both of us, really. Basil gets what he wants, and I get what I want.
2: Oh. now what happens
3: oh, unfortunately dun, dun, dun. for you my dear oh, you see I can't exactly have my secrets out there on the-
0: you know I'm actually thinking that uh this whole scheme that shows up in this short is is like maybe an easier way to write actually considering I mean find <laughs> easier than email. some of the things we go through yeah. If I could just okay. murder somebody and take their, their demon, that would you know I'd consider it. There's <laughs> a new business Isn't model
2: It does like uh, write what you know, right? Yes. I'm
3: told it's reasonably painless.
2: I like the sound of the,
3: the energy of the sword there.
1: How's this for a plot twist? I take you out and end your Sword
3: versus gun.
0: <laughs> magic sword, but
3: not magic enough.
0: <laughs> not Sadly. magic enough. I see. Afraid or not,
3: I'll still kill you before you can skewer me. That's as may be, but there's something I should tell you about this sword. As long as it's in my possession, no man or woman mm-hmm.
2: can harm me. Yes. Okay, she Boomer. <laughs> <she was>
1: <laughs> <part>
3: <laughs> sure Interesting. I Evan, uh, Basil there does a good job of delivering the fact that he knows what's going on already. Hmm. By by saying, yeah, she thought she was being very clever with that part. But nope, non-binary, sorry.
0: Oh, I also I'll mention uh, one thing I did with the music. Uh, I made it really subtle behind the um, humming of the sword, because I didn't want to overshadow that. But one cool thing Jessica did is that she cut it off hard uh, when... um, Hmm. Jennifer gets shot and falls, and so I cut off the music hard at the exact same second, so everything mm-hmm. just stops dead when she dies, which I thought was a lot of fun. I mm. Good choice of words. It's it's there stops dead.
2: <laughs> <a> woman <laughs> woman me. I just go back to the pit for a while. It's a nice lamb, and I did go to a lot of trouble to make sure someone noticed it.
1: Yeah, now I'm definitely picking up on the different accent. <laughs>
3: no reason to keep the mask on anymore yep everybody knows what's going on i was thinking maybe we could work out some sort of deal
2: what is kind of funny that it feels like the whole facade was put on for the writer not for the visitor
3: well you know sometimes demons take on the forms that make the people they're with comfortable the people they're using comfortable and mm-hmm. maybe a bit stuffier three-piece suit kind of guy made jennifer more comfortable Who knows, maybe in Dallas Basil will be uh, kind of more punk or something.
0: (laughs) You gotta have a cowboy hat though, right? No, you don't.
2: (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but living down here in Dallas, you gotta have some good cowboy boots.
3: I've never owned cowboy boots or a cowboy hat. (laughs) Plenty of jeans. Rode a horse once. Didn't like it. (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is true new client and I could definitely use a change of scenery Deal. Throwing the sword
3: maybe we could tweak
0: the conditions a little more though we are we're we're getting back into our our middle wrapper now
3: yes
2: <laughs> oh yeah, quick note about the first wrapper uh there's a line talking about lines that always make me laugh where Alex is like, I don't care about earth and And mm-hmm. I just hear Alice responding, "Well, it's not all about you, is it? <laughs> Every time
0: knowing that they'd
3: have to give something up and murdered that woman to do it,
2: oh, yeah, the, what I liked about this middle rapper was that there wasn't a whole lot of action going on behind, like there's like some bumping around and stuff, but most of it was like the emotional change, the, the change in Alex um, and kind of like Alice getting through his defenses. And so I had a lot of fun playing with the pacing and the um, the line choices in this one, because it felt like they were really important for advancing the story.
0: That's absolutely right. And actually, I, I was going to ask you, um, that little, like, Alarm whooping in the background I thought was a very very cool choice and not what I think you would have immediately gone to to think of like an alarm sound and so I was wondering if there was uh like a specific thing you were going for or why you chose that I think it works great but I think it's very um yeah not typical you know
2: aliens man <laughs> aliens. I kept
0: thinking about like I
2: kept envisioning like the um alien the first alien film like the the ship Uh, How everything was padded and soft and meant to be, like, kind of comfortable, and yet you have this unstoppable threat coming for everyone. And so all these, like, comfortable sounds, these softer sounds, suddenly became really sinister and evil. And I thought, you know, there's no need to overplay it. You know, we got these monsters coming. They're scary enough. Like, this, this alarm is for their benefit, not the monsters. So it's not supposed to scare them. It's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, proximity alert, you know?
0: That's wonderful, and I love it. Sometimes
2: that's what we're <laughs> doing. Oh, and the little taps there. That was just me tapping on my, my tablet. And then um, I actually used the same, like I used a sine wave for the uh, the alarm sound in the background. And I used the same sine wave, but made it dirty to kind of make it like a speak and spell for the button presses. Worked out pretty good. Cool. Oh. Mm.
0: Birthday, yeah, yeah. You know how many birthdays. I so have. that will bring us on oh, to our second short, four. after first the end, directed four. by and Mr. Jeff Robinson here in his three three first uh, pendant debut as well, it's just like Aaron.
1: Yes, it was a it was a pleasure and uh, yep, my my first assignment uh, when I when I got the script, I was looking through it and I, I looked at scene 1, I thought, "Oh, this is doable." Scene 2, yep, doable. Then I got to scene 3 and I'm like, "Oh, oh boy. I'll, I'll be spending my t- I'll be spending my time on this one." <laughs> let's uh let, let's try to get through scenes 1 and 2 as quick as I can to save save every uh every uh, spare moment I have for the last scene. Um but uh but yeah, the whole the whole thing from start to finish is, um you know, less than 10 minutes. And and yet I managed to compile a list of needed sound effects that uh, <laughs> stretched out pages and pages. Thanks it was to that amazing. Last I,
0: I yeah, I don't think I've seen a list that big for like full entire episodes before you were you went so extensive and uh, but it was really great because uh i think what you said was that you weren't even necessarily using them all but you wanted to try them to see what fit best and what sounded and worked best in there and i think that's a great way to do it you never know how it's going to work till you hear it all together sometimes
1: yes exactly and you know sometimes you have you have to get creative you'll you'll take a sound effect and you shift its pitch shift its tempo um you know play it backwards that kind of thing there's so much you can do Um, you know, even with, even with the same sound in the same episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I really had a ton of fun putting, putting, uh, this one together. Stellar, um, voice cast. Um, You know, this first scene, it was more about uh, just kind of getting the pacing of the dialogue right. And that was something I, you know, struggled with at first. I I tend to be somebody who thinks, you know, less space between lines, but really, you know, it it, it can be so variable. Some scenes call for, um, you know, really tight pacing and some scenes really call for like long, long, uh, you know, sort of gaps between the lines. And it, it takes a lot of experimentation at first.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely about the tone of the scene, the mood, the way the characters are feeling and how they would be speaking naturally in that scene. Cause you know, if something's tense or something's mm-hmm. really funny, it could be really snappy and quick, but if they're thinking and they need, you know, that's really emotional things are gonna go slower. And so it's a, all of this kind of comes together, you know, it's all the different pieces that come together into something greater than the sum of their parts.
1: Absolutely. Uh, for me, one of the favorite things, one of my favorite things as a director is, um, you know, just, uh, Knowing that these voice actors recorded all their lines independently of each other, yet putting it together and it feels like they were in the same room the whole time. Um, You know, if I can really achieve that at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, I've I've done my job, really. It's amazing how how that can happen and how it feels like like they were just, you know, there riffing off each other, even if they even though they definitely were not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there's a definite uh, art to it because you have to you shape we do this with satellite recording shapes the performances so much because <laughs> you have to choose which takes and which empa- words they're emphasizing and how fast they're or slow they're saying it and how quick they respond and it shapes the performance so much it's uh yeah it's really vital
1: <laughs> Can I come in?
0: one little thing that i did in this episode with the music that i was really proud of with the dancing i don't know if you could tell because i did it really subtle but when they stopped talking and then moved to dancing the the music uh it had been like i think it was on the left and i panned it up to center and it got a little louder like they were moving closer to whatever that radio was Mm -hmm. so i was just trying to use the music there even to set the scene a little bit
1: absolutely one of my favorite things, the beginning of this scene. One of my, you know, favorite things to play around with is, you know, EQing a person's voice so that it sounds like they're behind a door, for example. It takes a lot of, takes a lot of experimentation to get it just right. Like if you deaden the sound too much, it sounds, you know, just totally unrealistic. Um, so
2: it really it's something you experiment, tweak, play it over and over and over again until so you get it just right. Yeah, that's actually something I played with in the, the second rapper there too. There's a scene <laughs> where um Just, Alex is kinda like he's listening geez. to them the Zara getting closer and he's like really kind of in the middle of his change from enemy to frenemy. And um I, I, I played with the EQ to make it sound like he was turning away, raised yep. the reverb to make it sound like he was speaking out into the room, and then like with the yeah. footsteps as well, like had him come back in clear as he turned around to speak to Alice directly again. Isn't it nice? And it was, it was, interesting to play with eq that's definitely true Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's amazing the way you can use sound to set the physical space in a listener's head Uh, you can really do amazing things with it
1: all right so here's where the real editing fun started to uh
0: started (laughs) to begin it's just like minutes of solid sound
1: effects (laughs) yeah choosing the right ambience choosing the right Footstep noises, depending on what kind of surface they're walking on.
0: Lots and lots
1: and lots of factors to consider.
2: Okay, something find, I, I, oops, sorry.
0: I was just going to ask him what, what uh, you found the most uh, difficult part of this whole episode to be in terms of directing. Like, what gave you the most trouble?
1: Oh. Mm, just, I would say the fight scenes. Getting Getting mm-hmm. fights just right is is so tough you know you can layer on too much sound i think and just have it be this cacophony where you can't tell what's going on but if you don't have enough then it just doesn't really sound like a fight you know it just sounds kind of lame (laughs) not enough action going on so that was probably the biggest struggle for me and yeah starting right here they fall through some floorboards and into the water you know just really fun challenging but so so fun to edit and then going back from you know Exterior scenes to interior and then back to exterior,
2: you know, all fluidly um, is a challenge Yeah, we're alive is a, as a series that I kind of set my sights for if I ever have to do a fight scene Because mm-hmm. like the fight scenes in that oh my gosh, they did such a good job mm. and watching um, on YouTube uh, Casey Whelan put some YouTube videos of him doing the Foley for the fight scenes live Oh yeah, <laughs> very instructional.
1: Just there, you heard that scream. It took me lots of experimentation to get that echo just right, and that kind of creepy, creepy sort of uh, echo fading off, uh, you know, quickly.
2: Um, yeah, I like that one. That was good.
0: I was going to ask you about that actually, because that wasn't um, something that was in the script. So that was like entirely Wait. your call. So I was going to ask you uh, where that idea came from.
1: You know, it just I, I took the lines and I just listened to it and I felt, you know, this doesn't doesn't convey really uh, you know, that oh shit moment enough without something on top of it, you know. I mean the the voice actress, she was absolutely stellar, but yeah, screams are screams are tough. So getting that exactly right sort of uh, ambience, uh, I think I just I just listened to it and thought this needs a little bit more.
0: Uh, it's especially tough for actors with screams because yes. you can't really go like full-throated into it, or you'll blow the mic out and uh, yeah. max out, and it'll get distorted. So it, they're really tough to actually record. So
1: absolutely, yep. Uh, it was
0: a good little bit of goosing you put on it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. and then it's depressing and sad at the
2: end. <laughs> oh, talking about sad. This right, one we made, right me this oh. made me
0: cry every friggin'
2: time. Made me cry every friggin' time. I'm like listening back. I'm like I
0: can't stop it. I'm sorry. Dan Dan Foster here. Did his performance is so so good.
2: Hmm. Oh my yeah, listening to the takes, he he did kind of safety takes in the first few, and I was like no no, and then I got to the last take, I was like
0: yes.
2: Now, something that might ruin that horrible hissing sound of the approaching Zarok, it was a wind-up train toy.
0: <laughs> that makes it better. That makes it better. Yeah. I love it. That's so good.
2: I just put a slight tremolo on it, and it was just like... <laughs> and I am
3: not one of you anymore. See, I always loved that, though, when I'd watch behind-the-scenes documentaries about how they would get the sound effects or whatever, and it's something incredibly mundane like that. That's perfect.
0: <laughs> so garen uh what was the uh the most difficult part for you out of these rappers
2: okay technical things volume spikes oh my god it was freaking me out until I was like oh right put a compressor on your effects bus garen there you go compressor who'd have thunk it but um yeah, I mean, in terms of technical things, the volume control is something I'm still kind of figuring out, especially for the more active scenes, like where the Zarak are breaking through the door there. But, um, yeah, learned a lot of things doing this that'll help next time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say that was actually the most difficult part for me in the entire thing, just mixing the volume properly.
0: Yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, something that takes uh, practice eventually learn. Yeah, you kind of can hear the levels almost. I I can get to a point now, I mean, I've been doing this for way too long, but where I can have my eyes closed and I can almost see the waveform when I'm listening because I'm so used to watching it as it goes and I can tell where the spikes are. And so it's just, it's like, it's just a learned thing, you know, It, it comes with with practice.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I also have to do the safety listens more often, Uh like listening on my monitors on my recording setup and then listening through my headphones through my recording setup and then listening on my consumer headphones through my, my, headphones through my phone. It's like, whoa, yeah, I got to do that more often.
0: <laughs> it, it sounds really different depending on where the sound's coming out of. That's absolutely true.
2: Yeah, yeah co-created by Katherine But uh, what was very helpful is that the uh, the
0: performers the right did a stellar job like they nailed
2: it out of the park man
0: All right well that uh, we're we're done that we're at the end we're we're out for this episode thank you uh, for joining me this evening No problem no Problem Thank you And uh, we will see you back here in 2 months Bye everybody Bye 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 bye